Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today I'm going to describe to you what is the best thing that can ever happen to you as a human in this world. As a free human being, somebody who has choice and liberty to practice free will, the best thing that can ever happen to you is a feeling. Yes, that's right. It's not riches or money. It's not children. It's not anything material. The best thing that can ever happen to you is a feeling. Imagine these case scenarios and see if you can relate. You have a baby. You hug them. You have all sorts of loving thoughts about them. And this little human being is the source of your joy. And the best thing that can happen to you is the way you feel. You reach a business goal, you've reached a major milestone, and you have had very confident thoughts about the whole thing, and the best thing that can happen to you is a feeling. You get married, you realize another human being wants to spend the rest of their life with you, and you have loving thoughts about your spouse, and the best thing that can happen is a feeling. Your children get good grades, your hard work with them pays off, Best thing that can happen is a feeling. You throw an excellent party with a buffet of home-cooked meals. Your garden gives you great produce after you work so hard on it. You are running a successful nonprofit in an area of your passion. You've been a successful project manager. You give great presentations. You perform a successful surgery because years of training are finally paying off. You finish a 5K run. You hike a mountain and push your physical limits. The best thing that can happen to you as a result of any of these goals is how you feel. The best thing that can happen to you is a feeling, nothing else. Think about it. Why do you have kids? So when they grow up to be successful, you can feel happy and proud. Why do you get an education? So you can find a job and avoid the fear of poverty and dependency on others. Why do you do anything in the world? It is either to gain or avoid a feeling. This might sound like I've diminished the best human experience to a feeling, but it is actually very, very good news. And you'll see in a minute why. Currently, most of the things on earth are designed to keep human beings unconscious. We are kept unconscious by the numerous numbing methods that the world has designed for us. Numbing with constant food, TV, work, retail therapy, even compulsive cleaning, even numbing with your kids, making them codependent, or worse, with drugs, sex, and alcohol. By using these methods, we are kept unconscious of the idea that feelings are generated by thoughts, regardless of what material objects you possess. Feelings are independent of money, the houses, or the quality of goods you might possess. This way, we are kept unconscious of the fact that feelings matter, that human beings are created to chase what their feelings direct them to do. This can also be proven by the fact that when we've accomplished any of the many goals I mentioned, the subsequent feeling subsides over time, and then we look for the very next thing to do to give us the same high of a feeling. These emotions drive all of our actions. We are designed to be experiential, not just logical. We chase feelings because we like the pleasure and the experience they give us. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's actually an extreme beauty to this design. Actually, in the Islamic tradition, the qalb and the aql, 
the heart and the intellect are always intertwined. The intellect is actually a function of the heart. They're not two separate entities. As I've described before, recent academia have separated the two, making intellect superior. So what ends up happening is that we chase things outside of us to give us feelings because we've learned to separate intellect and feelings. We chase objects often at the cost of our own spirituality. I built up to this point not to tell you to stop chasing your dreams because it's all just about feelings, but because I want to bring clarity to the situation. Working through a full-time job and getting a master's degree at the same time is hard work. The graduation will bring you joy because it's very easy for you to think you work really hard for this. Your children seem to bring joy to you because Allah SWT put special mercy in that bond and it's very natural for humans to think loving and joyful thoughts about their kids. Again, there's always the filter of the mind. Always insert the filter of your thoughts in any situation because that is where your control is. In each of these cases, the thoughts that bring you positive feelings related to your work or your kids are 2 to 3 on a thought work scale, meaning they're very easy to you. The thought work scale is a tool I use to help people understand how much mental work they have lying ahead of them once they are trying to believe something new. A thought that is 9 or 10 on the scale is nearly impossible for you to believe. For example, I'm the best swimmer that ever lived versus... I can splash about to keep myself alive in the water. One is extremely difficult for you to believe. The other one is much easier. Might be one or two on the scale of thought work. It comes very easily, super naturally. So anytime any of the thoughts come super easily to you, you mistakenly attach the feeling to the circumstance. This has been a little bit of a detailed concept and I went over a lot in a short period of time. But I believe the more you get exposed to it, the easier it becomes for your brain to understand. Now, going back to the topic that feelings are the best things that happen to a human. At this point, I'm going to flip the script on this. Just like the feeling is the best thing that can happen, a feeling is also the worst thing that can ever happen. When you think about anything that you want to create in this life, when you think about what your goals are, A lot of people just fail ahead of time because they don't want to experience the fear, shame, and anxiety of failure. This is an extremely important point to understand because if a feeling really is the worst thing that can happen in this life, then why live a small life? Why limit your dreams? So what is truly the worst case scenario that can happen? Let's say you decided to invest your money in halal stocks and you lose all of it. You work hard in the corporate world and you lose your job. You love one person unconditionally and you lose them, be it a child, your spouse, or parents. In all of these cases, the worst thing that can happen is a feeling. If you lose money, we can always do thought work around money and think that money can come and go and we can always make more of it. If you lose your job, you always have thought work that can be included. That will sound like, I can always get another job. There's plenty of them in the market. In a situation of losing a special loved one, You're allowed to feel sadness, grief. The amount of period you are in sadness or grief over a loss of a loved one only signals how much you actually love them. Thought work is also available in this situation if you are emotionally ready to move on. In each situation, thought work is only available when you are emotionally ready to make a change. So you can be in deep grief over your loved one 
But still, the worst thing happening to you is a feeling. Grief. If this has been a little mind-bendy to you, stay with me. Let's say you want to move out of the country to pursue your career dreams or to get married. What is the worst thing that can happen? Clients usually come back saying they could lose all that money in the process. They could lose the time investment in a relationship. What about how they would miss the life they've created here? They would miss their friends. There's a chance all of this can happen if they move away. So really what's happening here is that you're telling me the fear of loss is what's keeping you stuck. This fear is not even letting you consider the possibility that it might be okay. You might just get to live your dream if you get over the fear. So fear, being a feeling, is having you fail ahead of time. Interestingly enough, like any other emotion, you create that fear from your thoughts. So if an emotion is the worst thing that can happen, then what is the harm in trying? Failing ahead of time is keeping you stuck for very inconsequential reasons when you're uncomfortable with your emotions. And that inconsequential reason is your emotion. Think about it. If you lose the money you invested in a brand new business, if you lose the time, the effort, and in the end you did not achieve your goal, you might sit there and have to feel shame and embarrassment. Just more negative, uncomfortable feelings. And let's just say you completely fail, even though that failure is subjective, being created by your mind. But let's just imagine we can call it a complete failure for the sake of this example. Then you can just always revert back to your previous state of affairs. Worst case scenario, you lost time investment in a relationship. You put effort in a business by quitting your job, but the business didn't take off. You can always just revert back to your original state of affairs. It could be having another job, or being single, or whatever the previous state was. But think about this. You at least took a chance of chasing your dreams. Even if you fail, you can just come back to the things the way they are now. But with this method, you would have gained so much more insight into what it takes to chase your dreams. You would have tasted what it is like to live a conscious life. And that right there, my friend, is worth all the failures in the world. The unconscious life that the world has created for us has us falsely afraid of chasing our dreams. A conscious life can fix all of that. What a tragedy if you are to live your life passively, never engaging your higher consciousness. And you think that a passive life is all that is happening, but it actually comes with a side effect of regret and low confidence. (laughs) It is not just a passive life. It is not being able to actualize your calling on this planet. What kind of feeling are you willing to feel to actualize your calling? Since emotions are the worst thing that can happen, you are missing a huge opportunity of actually living your life by being afraid of your emotions. A little bit of a review here for somebody who might be listening to this for the first time. An emotion is experienced by the human body as a set of sensations. And like I've explained to you in previous podcasts, if you are to explain an emotion or a feeling to a robot, you would say, when I feel fear, I sense heaviness in my chest, an uneasiness in my body, flushing in my face, tingling in my fingers, or something like that. Then you'll tell the robot that the worst kind of fear is just a set of sensations, and that actually does not kill you. But the whole point is that humans were designed to interpret these sensations to be very detrimental, 
so humans avoid them at all cost. So bring these sensations to consciousness. Be mindful of what your body is experiencing at any given moment. And then ask yourself, is there an actual threat here or am I just avoiding a feeling? Whenever you are experiencing rejection, shame, fear, or embarrassment, or any uncomfortable emotion, think about how you would explain it to a robot in terms of bodily sensations. Even the most severe form of an emotion like extreme fear or terror is still bodily sensations. How would you describe your internal state if I injected you with 10 cc's of terror in an injection form? And you had to sit there on a chair and feel that feeling. For me, terror in my body feels jittery. My whole skin feels tingly. It's a very dark, dense, gray sphere that sits right in the middle of my chest. Describe your emotions in terms of sensations like you would to a robot. Does it have a color, shape, smell, taste? Is it moving? Is it standing still? Where in your body are you experiencing it? This is the experiential part of feeling an emotion and it is an excellent exercise for bringing emotions to awareness. So far it seems like I might have only described how to experience negative emotions but I also highly encourage that you guys experience and celebrate positive emotions. Also bring to awareness the sensations that happiness and joy bring to you. Describe that to a robot as well, how that would feel in your body. Savor it, be thankful for it. We are quick to disregard our positive emotions because, again, we are afraid to lose them. But if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with a positive emotion, don't deny yourself the opportunity to enjoy it, but instead experience it fully. That is super good for your health as well. <laughs> Most people operate under the misconception that if you don't take an action, you are reducing the risk of failure. No, you guys, you're just failing ahead of time. If you live like this, you never give yourself a chance to live a life of contribution. And that right there is Shaitan's dream come true. That is exactly what he wants for humans. Keeping us in fear. Keeping us small. Is it worth it for you to take a chance on your dreams if you're willing to feel the shame, embarrassment? Because we've established that you can always come back to your previous state. Now let me present this to you. If you're willing to chase your dreams, then regardless of the outcome, even if it is failure, you gain experience at the end of it. What Dan Sullivan calls strategic byproducts. Strategic byproducts are the skills you learn as a side effect of taking a leadership role in your own life. When you go after your dreams, even if you think you failed, you have learned more than you would if you never tried. During the process of failing, you're learning what worked, what didn't work, what changes need to be made for the next attempt to be successful. All of this would never happen if you were just sitting on your couch. When you expand your experience, you gain a set of skill that teaches you what it's like to feel fear and embarrassment and actually survive it. This learning, this type of growth would never come about if you failed ahead of time. At any given point, you're either learning or succeeding. All of this lost opportunity where you could have actually tried to make your dreams come true just because you want to avoid a feeling. The opportunity cost that you're paying for living a life of false comfort is huge. You can live a life of contribution, of service, of leadership, of success, but none of this would happen if you didn't try. Being afraid of the worst case scenario, a feeling. Once you've actually learned the skill of processing an emotion, not avoiding it, 
you will realize that emotions aren't that bad at all. Feelings can't really hurt you. What does hurt you is staying incapacitated because all your life you've attached your feelings to your circumstances. Truthfully, all of your feelings come from inside of you. The best and the worst thing that can ever happen is a feeling and you are in control of generating them. How powerful. So a small disclaimer here, this is not a green light for you to be impulsive. I'm not asking you to invest your kid's college fund in a high-risk investment and I'm definitely not asking you to go skydiving without a parachute because the worst thing that can happen is a fear of falling, right? <laughs> that is not what I'm asking you to do. This is not an invite for risky behavior. This is an invite to bring consciousness to your dreams. If the best and the worst thing that can ever happen is a feeling, then people ask me, what about death? What if you lose a loved one, your child, your sibling, your spouse? Worse yet, what if you die? Isn't death the worst thing that can happen? Even in the face of the worst tragedy, we are left with hopelessness, grief, anger, rage, or despair. All of these are feelings. Even the most horrible tragedy will lead to you experiencing an emotion. And in the case of your own death, you really have nothing to worry about because you're dead. And before you start calling me an extremist for having this point of view, I want to clarify that I actually learned this concept from a non-Muslim. If you're gone, then all of your worries are really over. And for us as a Muslim, such a major part of our belief system lies in the afterlife. We really have nothing to worry about. If you are being conscious of your efforts in a halal manner, then death is not really the worst thing. Again, I'm not asking you to invite death to your doorstep. I'm saying if that's the worst thing that can happen and it's inevitable, then why are you afraid of it? Why not prepare for it? Is it really worth keeping your life small to avoid the worst case scenario, a feeling? As life would have it, if you're living on planet Earth, the worst and the best thing that can happen to you is a feeling. You get to chase your dreams or avoid them with consciousness. I pray for all of us that we get to live a life full of emotions. I thank Allah SWT for this design. I pray for a strong, conscious Muslim Ummah. I pray that all of us recognize that the love of Allah for His creation is infinite. And I pray that we recognize when is the correct time to feel the fear of His wrath. May Allah protect us from His punishment and always keep us in His mercy. Please make dua for me as I make dua for all of you to be more intelligent about your emotions. I make dua for you to experience lots and lots of the best thing that life has to offer you. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.